All right, everybody, welcome back to Chasing Function. This is Kai. This is Noah. And we're going to get genetical on you. Genetical. So last week we talked about genetics. Um, and we talked about how you're in more control than you think. And how genetics don't play the role that you think it does. And then we were watching reels. And this reel came up that was just like... So spot on. It's real we're, spot on. Oh, there he is. <laughs> He's back. Uh, so uh, we're going to play the reel for you. Um, we will, of course, tag the reel and give you guys all the information you need. But here it is. It's a scientific fact that the hormones of stress downregulate genes and create disease, long-term effects. Human beings, because of the size of the neocortex, we can turn on the stress response just by thought alone. We can think about our problems and turn on those chemicals. That means then our thoughts could make us sick. So if it's possible that our thoughts could make us sick, is it possible then our thoughts could make us well? The answer is absolutely yes. It's a scientific fact. And we're Okay. Uh, my favorite, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Dr. Joe Dispenza. So Dr. Joe's crazy, uh, and he sounds nuts like all the time. But uh, he's like crazy, like a fox. Dude's smart. And so I always talk first. I'm gonna let you talk first. But I have thoughts. <laughs> I have lots of thoughts. Shut up. Um. I mean, where to start? Um. I mean, just the thought alone of thoughts. Can create sickness it can also create healing right yeah. and so just kind of going back to last week how we talked about your friend and or your patient and how she just went to the path of least resistance was like oh it's just my bones right and just knowing that that's her belief system <clears throat> and those are the thoughts she's having in her head so it's just gonna create all of this a more toxic environment right? uh, yeah so yeah. I think that that alone is speaks volumes to a lot of people and when they get diagnosed with things that symptoms get worse right like so weird what so it's almost like diagnoses can be problematic for humans yeah what mm. we've never said that before <laughs> That's so strange what? Go on. Um, but on the other end of the spectrum, it can be, like we talked about last week, it could be that fueling drive for someone to do the opposite, right? You get diagnosed with X, Y, or Z, and it's like, no, forget that. I'm going to heal myself. So then you have the opposite belief and you create that environment. Almost like what you're implying is that by having a positive outlook and believing that you're in control, you can express more genes to help yourself get better. What? It's like almost like the body is meant to heal. It's so weird. What? I know, I, like it's almost like we like grow humans from basically nothing. So like we couldn't possibly we couldn't heal. possibly heal ourselves, right? That seems ludicrous yeah that's what's crazy sarcastic sign is, is all up of them. is up yeah all <laughs> of so um okay do you have more do you no, have more okay no, i want to hear you I'm, I'm chomping away right now i'm having a hard time getting this back so how 
fragile of an ecosystem is our body that a negative thought could just mess up everything, right? One. Mm. Two, how incredibly powerful of a tool and how incredibly powerful is the ecosystem that a positive thought can drive us in a, in a positive direction, right? It's, it's almost like our body is fluent to make adaptation around load, mm-hmm. which is almost like we talked about this last week. Wow. That like, when load exceeds capacity, we have a problem. What? But when we have solutions to problems, load can almost drive up regulation and cause solvency. So if I go to the gym and I lift weights and it doesn't exceed my ability and my capacity, and then I get quality sleep and I get protein, it's almost like the muscles get stronger and they get bigger and they get more resilient. Conversely, if I eat poorly, create a toxic environment through my gut, sleep poorly, it's almost like I get weaker, bones get more frail, muscles atrophy to the point of disease. Mm. A disease that would be called like fibromyalgia, Mm. which affects like 60% of women over the age of 60. So, so, it's almost like you're in control of your ecosystem mm-hmm. and the life you live. Yeah. That's the truth. I know this sounds really like condescending and rude, and if you're just listening to this podcast and you haven't listened to the last podcast, I just sound like a complete ass. <laughs> I'm not an ass, I swear. Please listen to the last week's podcast. We like, the, we like the radiance as well. But to my point, when you take someone like to the Dr. Joe Dispenza, who is so, so, so forward-thinking and so intelligent and so outside the box, to the point where sometimes Kai and I listen to him and Kai's like all about it and I'm like, I don't know, this is real far, Kai. And Kai's <laughs> convincing me that like this guy's not insane. Um, to, the, to that point, it, it says a lot about the things we know to be true. Mm-hmm. Happy people heal. Yeah. People who believe heal. Yeah. Um, Perspective becomes important. Tools around creating perspective become important. Uh, environment is important. Who you're around. Positive people foster positive relationships with positive people. Negative people cultivate communities around negativity. Mm-hmm. Right? All of these things to me are really, really impactful and valuable because we just had a conversation on epidemiology and the fragility of genetics. Mm-hmm. And then this reel calls out to us to support a lot of those positions, which is validating, which feels good emotionally. Um, But more importantly, I think solidifies this ability around choice. You can cultivate the environment that you want to cultivate. Now, I'm not saying like, I'm not a firm believer in like, if I believe money is there, I put it in the universe, it'll show up. Like, I believe that like, you have to like cultivate these things, believe them to be true and then create environments where they can cultivate, right? Yeah. I don't think I can grow broccoli just from the ground if I believe broccoli will grow. Yeah. But broccoli is more likely to grow if I put seeds there, I water it, I cultivate it and I believe, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, if I believe that I can make those seeds grow, I tend to be more accessible to the seeds. I'll water them, I'll foster them, I'll foster the care which then grows the broccoli, right? Yeah. So I'm of the belief that like it's more than just belief, right? Like we need action too. 
but belief becomes really important. Yeah. Like I have to believe that what I'm doing directionally is going to be is going to serve me. Yeah. And so to that point, if you're somebody who's creating a business and you don't believe the business is going to succeed, it won't succeed. Mm-hmm. But not because you didn't believe and the universe doesn't believe in you, but because you won't cultivate an environment where it will succeed. Mm-hmm. Right? Genetics are really similar to that. Like yeah. if I cultivate a positive environment to allow epidemiology to do its work, there's terabytes full of information inside of your your uh, in double helixes inside of our body, right? That we can utilize. Yeah. That'll express genes in a really positive manner. I mean, there's still people that believe that like we as humans have like Jedi capacity around like picking up objects and moving them. I don't know if I well, I, I don't know if I'll go that far, but I don't know. Like it doesn't seem that far fetched to me that we just haven't cultivated an environment where we can do those things. Or maybe we have and those cultures have just not survived and we don't have any references to those things, right? That's really like conspiracy theory we're going <laughs> But my point here is it's so important for you to cultivate an environment that you want. Yeah. And I think jo- Dr. D talks to that, right? Mm-hmm. Is like this positivity and belief will cultivate the best of me. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. It is. Yeah. I didn't always believe that to be true, but I really do believe that to be true. Yeah. And, you know, like, just to kind of like piggyback off of what you were talking about um, in like the, I don't know if it's like mindset or coaching community, but basically like what you were saying, like if I believe that the broccoli is going to grow, it'll grow that's what they call magical thinking where it's like it's just going to magically appear which is not true right Right. but when you're in the belief of i want broccoli to grow into my backyard if you were to think i don't want broccoli to grow in my backyard you wouldn't go to the store to get broccoli you wouldn't go get seeds you wouldn't plant them you wouldn't water them but because you're in that belief of i want broccoli to grow in my my garage in my garden in my backyard I'm going to go do those things right. because that's what I want and that's what I believe to be, to, to happen. So, um, and that I think just from the people that I work with and the people that I'm around is one of the hardest things to do is to know what you want because we're not accustomed to that. Our culture is not built around that. It's these things are shiny and these things are socially acceptable so these are the things you should want but that's not what everybody wants and so when it comes to healing right you hear all the stories of oh you know this person tried to go vegan and they cured themselves and this person you know took this drug and they healed themselves it's like that's great for that person but is it going to work for this person it's always individualized right but um, you know, I talked a lot about this with another friend of mine who's a hypnotherapist and belief has a lot to play behind healing because like we had a mutual client that believed that no one could cure her. She had that belief so strong that literally nothing we did, did anything. But is it because the things that we did weren't effective or was it because she just thought no one's going to help me so I'm just going to live with this pain? Yeah, and to that point, that particular patient that we shared, I sent the patient to Kai in almost desperation. And I sent the patient to Kai because I knew that Kai was best suited for 
mindset, like rejuvenation for lack of a better word. And it wasn't about healing, it was about perspective mm-hmm. around healing, right? Um, I think there's a valuable lesson in that, yeah. right? Is that like this openness towards evolution and adaptation becomes really, really important. If you want your company to be a Fortune 500 company, step one is believing that you can do it, mm-hmm. right? Now granted, hopefully that's gonna mean that you'll do the work to yeah. grow the company, right? But you won't do the work without belief to your point. And I think that to me is the biggest piece here. Now, again, Dr. D does a really good job of making it more digestible in terms of science. Yeah. But I think that's the thing that people don't understand is we have biological adaptation around positive and negative thought processes. And I'm constantly in a negative thought process to our point last week. If like you have a parent who had heart issues that were related around stress, let's say you had a healthy parent, perspective, presumably healthy, who is in a poor marriage, who didn't handle stress well, who um, had ideology around like, you know, not so uh, socially acceptable belief systems that were potentially hate-filled. If you were raised by that person, you don't have a genetic predisposition around their illness. You have a social predisposition around their beliefs. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That social predisposition around their beliefs or that uh, perspective around how to handle trauma because the only tools you were given were from your parents merits change. Like if you want to make sure that you're not that person, like you better start going to therapy. You better find mentors that help you create perspective around the world. You better uh, find valuable strength conditioning or or healthy measures around downregulating as well as upregulating. Right? Like like we can go on for days about this adaptation and change that needs to be made. But like again, it's not genetics. It's your where you came from. Mm-hmm. What is genetics? is what happens with those belief systems. Yeah. And that's the thing I think, uh, maybe even our podcast last week was missing, but that's the thing to me that stands out about this is him drawing that link around that. Yeah. Around these social belief systems drive negative mindset, which drives genetic downregulation. Yeah. I mean, how many times do you hear like, can't wait till Friday. Oh my gosh, it's Monday. Right. You know, oh, it is what it is. Like all these things, sayings that we hear that have a negative connotation that bring negative perspective to your life. And it's all over. And like, just turn on CNN, just turn on whatever news station. You're only going to hear negativity. This bad thing happened, that bad thing happened. So we're surrounded by it. But, you know, one of the things that I really wanted to bring up was. He talk about thoughts. How many thoughts a day do you have? At least, I think there was a statistic that said at least 10,000 thoughts a day. Well, and to that point, this is, this is my, the, the, this is my thought process around the malleability around your body, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we've talked about this before in the past, but my immune system can be dictated by one meal, Mm -hmm. right? If I go on a bender on Saturday night and I drink all the things and then I also eat a bunch of Del Taco, my 
immune system is going to be hampered for days after. Yeah. Will it come back? Sure. Yeah. Is it salvageable? Of course. But it's going. You're going to be vulnerable. Yeah. So we've talked about this like multiple times at length and like posted about it on social media so much. Is it flu season, or is it I'm going to bury myself indoors, eat shitty food, celebrate holidays? The flu season and holiday season seem to be the same. Congruent, yeah. Right? So, like, if you look at, like... Not enough sunlight. Right. So, if you look at, like, it's cold, right? And we know temperature doesn't dictate health because there's people taking ice baths that are healthy as all hell. Yeah. You've got Wim Hof standing on the top of a mountain in shorts and a tank top, and that dude no doesn't get top. sick ever, right? So, like, temperature doesn't dictate your your wellness, but if it's cold outside and you're indoors nonstop for three months because you live in Ohio and it's 30 below, and then you're eating shitty food, and then you're not exercising, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, now it's flu season. And if you just look at it a holiday season, flu season is right around when, guess what, Hol- Halloween hits. You have Halloween. Candy. 30 days later, you have Thanksgiving. Turkey. 30 days later, you have... Christmas. Christmas. Now, the implication is that those you're gonna have three cheat meals. Well, come on, like you know, like we know better than that, right? Like, you have Halloween parties, mm-hmm. you have get-togethers at work, mm-hmm. you have exposure to candy at a high level, mm-hmm. you have alcohol. Mm-hmm. That's just Halloween, which might be celebrated three or four times. Then Thanksgiving, right? Then Christmas, which December is full and riddled of holiday parties and that's that's not including your potentially already poor diet yeah flu season isn't real right and like it was a tangent but the point is is the volatility of your body is moment to moment yeah so if i go on a halloween bender and i celebrate halloween three days in a row my likelihood of getting sick and then the following week is pretty high yeah so think about that with thoughts. Like, let's take that to a whole new level. If there's 10,000 thoughts a day and yeah. 2,000 are poor, yeah. like, where's the volatility in that? Well, and the other thing I was going to kind of point out, too, is that after the holidays, what happens? People are like, oh, I did something so horrible. I, I shouldn't have done that. And you start self-shaming yourself, right. and those thoughts create more sickness, right? Okay. And so, you know, like, it just is so much and especially just in those three months alone and then they try to go and stress their bodies out by going to the gym that they haven't january right that they haven't done in forever so you we wonder why people either start and stop or they binge they get hurt because they haven't done it in a long time and they just go ham you know like and it's the cycle it's just a cycle and so I think, to me, the thing that stands out is the volatility of the body, right? The body is so much more, like, there's so much more up and down. By, by, by volatility, I should say probably better. There's so much up and down in the body, mm-hmm. even minute to minute, that it's interesting because, like, it, it gives us some perspective around positivity, mm-hmm. around eating well, yeah. around exercising within your means, around positive social interactions around sleep like we can go on for days right like we're two people that pretty regularly measure our hrv scores we pretty regularly measure our sleep like we know where we are in terms of our sleep and in terms of our recovery if our recovery is poor 
we know we're susceptible to injury, susceptible to poor thoughts, susceptible to stress. Like it makes us vulnerable to all those things, right? Yeah. And so there's a lot to, to, to be really cautious about here. And so to me, those are the things that really stand out. And I hope that we can draw, we're drawing links around Dr. D who is so damn smart that sometimes it's just too smart for general population to, to absorb, including myself. Yeah, and I mean, to kind of like, to bring his point of, he, he talks a lot about frequency and, and energy and, you know, like people always kind of go, oh, that's kind of woo, because energy, what is energy, right? And we talked a lot about chi. And, you know, like, one of the things that has been coming up a lot for me, especially like with family, with, you know, gatherings and things like that, is that there, when it comes to cooking, right, or, um, or plants or growing food, right, um, my girlfriend always talks to her plants and like, just spreads love, like she's just a person that loves to spread love. And she does that with her plants. And what happens to her plants? They grow. Not just because she waters them, but because she gives them positive thoughts, right? Yo, like, vegans, you can't eat anything because plants are alive. Yeah. They cry, they scream, they feel pain. Yeah. They absolutely are alive. Yeah. Nothing is edible in the world because it all suffers when you kill it. Yeah. To be clear. Sorry. <laughs> just to be clear. Tagline. Just to be clear. <laughs> If it can, if they can hear your thoughts, which we know they Perfect. can feel frequency, they yeah. feel positive frequency. Do yeah. they speak English? No. no. Do they feel positive frequency? Yes. Yeah. Do they feel pain when killed? Yes. Do they live? Do they grow? Do they absorb nutrients? Yes. They are alive. Sorry, <laughs> whole other rant, but yeah. rant number happen. number two. Yeah, coming gonna, this year. I'm, I'm about I'm about to be canceled everywhere. <laughs> But I mean, to the point, right? Like, and like you said, like the plants don't speak English. They don't understand what we're saying, but they feel the frequency of love so that we give. So does my dog, by the way. Exactly, right? And and so that's why you can tell, like, if you walk up to a dog and you're not a very good person or you have negative energy around you, dogs are not gonna want to be around you. Um, vice versa, if you're super loving and you love dogs and you send off a lot of positive vibes like those dogs are going to be attracted to you um but you know when it comes to cooking right you go to certain places that the cooks are like i'm just trying to get a paycheck i right. don't care about this the food is not as good right. right the same recipe it's the same food that's getting put in front of you but the person that put it together didn't have the best attitude or frequency that you would want in your food, right? But then you go home and you go to a barbecue and like you get a barbecue burger that's like the best thing you've ever had. Why? Because that person that was cooking that loves to feed people, loves to cook, and so it shows in the food. So just to, to like give hope to other people and to, to the point of positive social interaction, it's like, you want to be around the people that are positive. You want to be around the people that have the frequency of like love and care and compassion and just positivity, right? And I think to the point of this podcast, have happier thoughts, have posit more positive thoughts, right? Don't just say like, oh yeah, uh, things are going to be okay, you know, like things like that. 
you got to really truly believe in the positive things that you're thinking about, right? And and some places to start is like, what are the things that you really, really want? And start to strive for those. And like, just think, let's just say you want to have a dog and you don't have a dog. It's like, what are the feelings and the um, environment of my home? What would that feel like when I have a dog? And then you start to feel like, man, you know, like, oh, I'd come home, the dog would jump on me and lick my face and, you know, like whatever it is for you. But it already starts to get you to think in a different way. So your thoughts are a little bit more positive and it's not fake, right? Because our brain is very predictive, right? It's going to start to feel those feelings, even though you don't have a dog. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think. Uh, the clarity that's created here is really great and I love it. And I think hopefully this kind of ties together what we talked about last week a little yeah. bit more as well. Yeah. Um, Dr. D for the win. Oh yeah. Frequency. Frequency. <laughs> so sending you all the positive frequencies. Oh yeah. Uh, this is Noah at root dot solution. And this is Kai at control the basics. And we look forward to continuing to send you positivity. Positively. 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 Later.